Father, we thank you for your words to us uh, through Micah. And we pray that you will speak to us as we reflect on it together now. Amen. It sounds too good to be true. Have you ever thought that? Maybe you're thinking that now. Maybe you're looking at the calendar of cancelled Christmas events. You're sat at home watching church on YouTube for the first time in months, wondering whether you're going to see your family and friends this Christmas. And you're thinking, wasn't it all too good to be true? A, a normal Christmas. The Christmas we've been promised since just before last Christmas. Didn't it all sound too good to be true? Well, the Israelite we met a little earlier was asking the same question, thinking it sounded too good to be true. Because things have gone from bad to worse. The, the glory days of Shepherd King David were long gone. The country had been torn in half. They'd been led by bad king after bad king. And now they were under attack, Micah 5 verse 1. Uh, the Assyrian army was camped on their doorstep, that Israelite told us, ready to invade. Uh, but the prophet Micah, he came to speak to them and told them that Assyria would win, verse 5. The Israelites were going to be invaded and sent into exile. But, but, Micah said, a shepherd king was going to come from Bethlehem, verse 2. A shepherd king who was like David, but a shepherd king who was better than David. Well, it sounded too good to be true. As they wept into their cornflakes, waiting for their front door to come crashing in with an Assyrian spear through it, it must have felt pretty hard to believe that there could ever be another king who was as good as David. A shepherd king, a new David, a better David. Maybe they could have believed that once, but not now. Not now. And maybe that's how you feel this morning. Even the most Tigger-like among us would have reason to be feeling a bit Eeyore-ish this weekend. The, the COVID virus is on our doorstep, if not inside our homes. And if COVID isn't coming for you, it probably feels like it's coming for your family, your friends, your neighbours. It's coming for your Christmas, for your school, for the rest of your winter, for who knows how long. And so good news, a shepherd will bring security, Micah 5 verse 4, a shepherd king will bring peace, Micah 5 verse 5. Well, last year, I might have believed that. Last year, when they said stay home for Christmas and have a great Easter, when they said goodbye and good riddance 2020, all be well in 2021. Last year. I might have believed the good news, but now, now I'm not so sure. But let's turn now, um, only about 50 pages, but about 700 years forwards in our Bibles. And um, let's turn to the time of Matthew, um, the beginning of Matthew's gospel, recording events from around zero BC. Because we don't just hear Micah's great promises from a place of gloom, just once in the Bible, 700 years later, 
Someone remembered them. Someone read them again. So listen to this. Matthew, chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. But this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Israel. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people. Israel. Thank you, James. Um, did you follow? Let me recap. Um, so Jesus had just been born. So Magi had, had seen the star. They knew that the Messiah, God's now and forever king for his people, had been born. So they came to the capital city, Jerusalem, to find this new king. Um, king Herod, the supposed king of God's people, had no idea. So he called together the teachers to see if they knew where this now and forever king of God's people could be found. What did the teachers do? Well, they found Micah's book, of course. And they read to Herod, Micah 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. It had happened. In Jesus, the ruler who was coming had come. In Jesus, God's bigger, better, truer shepherd king had come. In Jesus, incredibly, it was not too good to be true. Let's look at those two points a little more closely. First, in Jesus, the ruler who was coming had come. In Jesus, the ruler who was coming had come. 700 years. That's how long it had been. 700 years since Micah had spoken those words. 700 years of Israel being ruled by bad kings, invaded by foreign armies, exiled from their land, returned to their land, but living under occupation. 700 years of mostly misery for Israel. 700 years of waiting. Can you imagine that? Generation after generation after generation waiting from as soon as they were old enough to understand to the moment they died. Waiting. But with Matthew chapter 2, not any longer. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, Matthew 2, verse 1. In a moment, in a few words, we go from before to after. Like that, the wait was over. He was here. He had been born. God's shepherd king had come. That snuffling baby 
kicking his blanket off and crying, rooting for his mother's milk, gazing up at the dazzling lights in wonder. That was him, God's shepherd king. He was here in a moment, in a few words. The wait was over. But we're waiting again now, aren't we? We're waiting to see if our Christmas parties and get-togethers can happen, if our schools will open in January, if this virus will be beaten and life will go back to normal, for whatever crisis you're facing in your life to pass. We're waiting for security. Micah 5 verse 4. We're waiting for peace. Verse 5. So did it not work? The shepherd king coming? What was the point of all that waiting? If he was to come and go and just leave us waiting again now. And if the shepherd king has already come, what are we waiting for? What is there left to wait for? Well, we're waiting again because he hasn't finished. God's shepherd king hasn't finished. Yes, he's come. Yes, he was born in Bethlehem. Yes, he has started to bring security and bring peace. But he hasn't finished. He's nowhere near finished. He's done his work on the cross. He's risen. He's ascended to heaven. But he is coming back. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus told his disciples in John 14, verse 1, My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for us. The real security. The real peace. Well, it's not going to be here. It's not going to be in an earth without COVID, without sickness, without wars, without fighting, without climate change, without conflict. No, no. And we should hope, we should work, we should fight for security and peace in our worlds and our lives, and especially in the lives of those who have less, for, less than us. But the real place for security and peace isn't going to be here. It will be where he takes us when he comes back. It will be the new creation he is giving us. The place where we will live with him forever. The place where we will be his people and he himself will be with us and be our God. The place where he will wipe every tear from our eyes, where there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things will have passed away. There, and there only, will he really and fully give us his people's security and peace. So keep waiting. Lift up your eyes and keep waiting. Don't give up. And wait for Jesus. Yes, wait for seeing family and friends. Wait for a normal Christmas. Wait for life after the virus. Wait for your health to return. Wait for whatever crisis you're facing to be over. 
but even more, lift up your eyes and wait for Jesus. The Israelites of Micah's time waited 700 years. We, the church, have been waiting for 2,000 years. Don't stop waiting. Don't look down. Don't lose interest in what lies ahead and what he's promised for you because you're so caught up in what's happening now around you. Be, be more excited about the return of Jesus than you are about the return of life free from this virus. Be more relieved that Jesus will return than that cancer will pass. Be more confident that Jesus will lift you up to him than that he will lift your depression away. Be more certain that Jesus will take you home to him than that he will give you somewhere which truly feels like home in this life. Be more hopeful that Jesus will give you eternal life than the baby, the spouse, the life calling that you long for. He's come once. He's going to come again. Don't stop waiting. Don't stop waiting for him. In a moment, in a few words, that wait will one day be over. And just like that, the rest will be history. In Jesus, the ruler who was coming had come. Second point, in Jesus, God's bigger, better, truer shepherd king had come. In Jesus, God's bigger, better, truer shepherd king had come. Do you remember the Israelite we met earlier's surprise and confusion when Micah the prophet started talking about a shepherd king from Bethlehem? There was only one place an ancient Israelite's mind would go if you started talking about a shepherd from Bethlehem taking charge. And that was David, the great shepherd king, David, greatest king over all God's people for all of time, never to be beaten, never to be equaled, the great shepherd king, David. But Micah didn't appear to be talking about David, did he? Because he talked about this shepherd king coming in the future, when David had already come in the past, and facing armies that, that David never fought. So who was Micah talking about? Well, remember those words that James read. Matthew 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, there was a new shepherd king on the scene. Not David any longer, but Jesus. And Jesus, who wasn't just going to be some poor, pale comparison to David, you know, a rather unimpressive sequel, The Shepherd King 2. Well, it's okay, but nowhere near as good as the original. No. Jesus was going to be far bigger, far better, far truer a shepherd king than David had ever been or ever could be. You see, David was great. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was a really great shepherd king of God's people. All that loving God, defeating God's enemies, bringing peace to God's people. He was the best king they'd ever had. But he wasn't the real shepherd king of God's people. When God decided his people were going to have a shepherd king, it wasn't David's face that he had in mind. No, no, he had something much better 
in mind. He had someone very different face in his mind. He had his own son in his mind. God's eternal son, Jesus, is God's shepherd king. He always was. He always will be. Jesus is the real, big, great, true shepherd king. But, but what about this, this shepherd king thing? I mean, that's that not a coincidence, that term. It's not just incidental because David happened to have been a shepherd before he became king. So Jesus had to be a shepherd king to help people see that he was like David. No. In fact, it's the other way around. David had to be a shepherd so that he could show Jesus, uh, show what Jesus would be like, because Jesus was always going to be the shepherd king. But why shepherd? Why not just king? Well, that's the question we've been asking and this Advent in our sermon series. And I think it's because a shepherd king combines two ideas. Firstly, it suggests strength. And being a shepherd was tough work. It wasn't for the faint hearted. Shepherds lived in rugged terrain, carrying most of their belongings, often even their home, a tent on their backs. Uh, they had not just to watch their flock, but to protect it and guide it from harsh weather and difficult environments and from creatures that attacked lions, bears, often with little more than a staff or a sling to use as a weapon. Shepherds were strong for their sheep and God's people really needed someone who was strong as their leader. Back in Micah's time they were being attacked by Assyria, in Jesus's time they were living under the oppression of ancient Rome and we, the church, are under attack today. We're attacked by a world that hates Jesus, by the devil and his evil spiritual forces, and by our own sin that attacks us from within. We, God's people, need a leader who is strong. But there were lots of king types that God could have used if he wanted to show his people that Jesus, his king, would be strong. Jesus could have been God's warrior king, God's emperor king, God's soldier king. Why shepherds? Well, I think the image of shepherds shows us something else. It shows us strength, but it also shows us care. Shepherds had to be so strong so that they could care for their flock. They did it all for their sheep. Their sheep that they knew, their sheep that they loved, their sheep that they would find the best grass and the purest, cleanest waters for. Their sheep that they would, they would look after when they felt frightened, got wounded or became sick. Their sheep that they would hunt for for hours if just one of them had wandered off. Their sheep that they would comfort and care for, holding their lambs in their arms and gently leading those that had young. Shepherds care for their sheep. And God's people really need someone who would care for them as their leader. In Micah's time, in Jesus's time, and now, and for all of the existence of humanity, we need a leader who will care for us, love us, and look after us. Because we are weak, we are sinful, we are foolish, we are vulnerable. He makes such a mess of our lives 
and of the lives of those around us. We may not like to admit it, but, but we make a pig's ear of most of the things we put our hands to. Or if we manage to keep things looking okay on the outside, well, God forbid anyone should see what's going on in our hearts. We, God's people, need a leader who will care for us. We certainly need a leader who's strong and who will win the battle for us. But we don't just need a leader who can win the fight, a leader who can defeat the enemy. We need a leader who will stick around and care for us. And that is what we have in Jesus, a leader who is our shepherd king, a leader who is both strong for us and cares for us. One who defeats the attacking lion and cradles the sick sheep. Maybe you feel like a sheep facing a lion attacking. You feel under attack by this virus in your own body or pressing in on you from outside, by a struggle with physical health or mental health, by a person, people you're in conflict with, a situation you can't see a way around or through. You feel under attack. Jesus is your shepherd king. He fights for you. He's no lazy shepherd, plopping a helmet on your head, giving you a knife, sending you out to face the attacking lion on your own while he looks on from the sidelines. No. Jesus fights for you. He is your shepherd, fighting with his staff and his bare hands against your enemies. And he will overcome. Your enemy may be big, but Jesus is so much bigger. He is your shepherd king. He is and will be strong for you. He will bring you security and peace. You don't need to fight. You don't need to fear. Or maybe you feel like a sheep who can no longer walk on its own. who can't keep going. You feel weak, broken, defeated. It feels like the battle is over. There's no more fighting to be done. And now you have to deal with the consequences. And you can't. You can't do it. You've got nothing left to give. Well, Jesus is your shepherd king. He doesn't look on from afar, telling you, you can, you must keep going. You just need to find a better pasture. No. He picks you up. He carries you when you can walk no further. He holds you close to his heart. He will not let you fall. Don't try to take another step on your own. Let him carry you. Let him hold you. Jesus is our shepherd king. What great news in such a difficult season. Let's pause for a moment and then I'll pray. Father, we thank you that Jesus is your shepherd king who came when he was born that night in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago and who will come back and get us and bring us peace and security. Help us to wait 
Help us to lift our eyes and fix them on him and wait for him to keep his promises and come back to get us. And we thank you that Jesus is the bigger, the better, the truer shepherd king than David or anyone else could have been. We thank you that Jesus is a king who is strong for us and who cares for us. May we know his strength and his care as we walk through this dark season with him. Amen.